1: TikTok and Twitter at Ringer NFL. It's the
2: Ringer Gambling Show presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA Finals starts now, and FanDuel is the best place to get in on the action right now. You can check out the new and improved QuickBets, which are back and better than ever for the NBA playoffs on FanDuel. Find what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out live bets like three-minute markets and exclusive live bets like quarter player props, player assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus, 18 plus, and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 100 Gambler. Visit rg-help.com. To the Roster Davis Show, it's yours truly, Raheem Primer, aka Roster Davis, and as always, y'all know how it's going down. We got a special, special, special guest in the building. We got my main man, Edward Walls from Right Angle Sports. For those of you who don't know, Right Angle Sports is the premier handicapping service out right now. They offer college basketball, college football, NFL, but it's the NBA season, and I got my main man, Edward Walls, in the building. He's going to be helping me break down some things in the NBA. What's good, Edward?
0: Hey, how are you, man?
2: Yeah, man. I mean, life is good. The NBA season is here. We got two games tonight. How are you feeling coming into this NBA season? And Can you talk a little bit about your process as far as handicapping? I heard you still use pencil and paper. Um, a lot of us are using models, but you still do it the old school way. So talk about that a little bit.
0: Yeah, I um, I have a learning disability. I don't really retain information unless I write it. Um, I have to read it and then write it. So um, I retain information probably better than most because of the the way that I do things. I've tried other methods. Nothing's really worked for me. I've tried talk to speech before. I've tried um, a new AI program. It's just if I'm writing it, then I actually like I have to retain the information to get it on the piece of paper. Um, so when the average person can just make a number based off of a model, I actually have to do a lot of subjective learning, um, about every single coach and team. And it takes, it's very tedious, um, NBA season. I started in August. Um, I finished college football a little bit early, so I was prepped and ready to go around August 1st. And I did about three work, three weeks of writing on NBA. And I probably know every assistant and every head coach, um, every player on every roster at this point.
2: So I'm glad you you said that because a lot of people, they always hit me up. They ask me how they can make a model and, you know, how they can win beating NBA. And I always tell people there's different ways to skin a cat. Like, there's different ways of doing this. So whatever method that works for you is the best. So with the NBA season coming up, obviously, we had to trade for Damian Lillard to Milwaukee. We had the trade to Drew Holiday to the Boston Celtics. What are your thoughts on both the Boston Celtics and the Milwaukee Bucks?
0: I think Milwaukee's going to struggle. A 36-year-old Brooke Lopez is their only defender. Um, I mean, Chris Middleton's coming in the season banged up. They don't have a lot of depth. Um, Actually, they have probably the least amount of depth in the NBA, so they're going to have to stay healthy. First-year head coach, um, who seems like he's more of a player's cloak coach, which is probably a good thing in this situation when you have two humongous stars like this, but there's going to be some growing pains for everybody involved. Um, Boston, on the other hand, um, made some really, really interesting moves. Um, Getting rid of Brogdon, bringing in uh, Porzingis is, is just huge. I mean, they're probably the premium team in the NBA right now. I put them ahead of Milwaukee just by one point in my power numbers. Um, they have good depth. They have a coach who everybody seems to like who lets them play a faster style than Odoka did. Um, I, I really like both moves. I mean, they both elevate them to probably championship status or bust. Um, Milwaukee's gonna have to make a move at the trading deadline to get more than just Jay Crowder off the bench. Um, that's just a very, very thin lineup. Um, any injury at all, they could be doomed. So, um, And and to go back to what you were saying earlier, I think that the best way that people can handicap NBA that nobody ever talks about is watching games. Um, I think it's the one sport that if you enjoy watching games, you can make money by just watching games every single night. That's what I plan on doing with both of these teams. I don't know how the rosters are going to gel. I'm not looking to bet Milwaukee game one, game two. Um, I'm going to have to see what they use uh, for rotations off the bench. And I'm going to have to see what their coach has uh, installed for us when it comes to taking timeouts and if he actually knows how to coach. I don't know enough about him. Nobody does uh, to subjectively say that he's going to be great or a good fit for this kind of roster. So, watching a lot of games the first couple of weeks, for sure.
2: Yeah, I think the really interesting thing, I mean, when you look at Mike Budenholzer, I mean, he had his flaws in the postseason, but in the regular season, those Bucks teams were a juggernaut. And you know, there's already seemed to be a little bit of turmoil over there in Milwaukee. Terry Stotts just quit. (laughs) So um, you got Adrian Griffith, like, you know, screaming on him, had that athletic article come out the other day. So I'm really interested to see how they look. But I do think the Milwaukee Bucks, this is an upgrade for them in some ways, just because I feel like the thing that doomed the Milwaukee Bucks during the Mike Bootenhoser and Giannis Antetokounmpo era was that they struggled to score offensively in the postseason. Like you look at through the last five years or so, they've only had a top five offense once in the postseason. So I'm interested. I'm excited to see what they're going to look like. So, are there any other teams in the East that you feel like are a sleeper candidate, or is this just a two horse race in the East?
0: Oh no, um, definitely. I mean, um, I would definitely say that there's a you know I like the Knicks this year. Um, I don't know if they're necessarily going to be able to. Oust either of those two teams, but they made a big leap last year, and Brunson is dynamic. Um, They're held back by a coach who likes to play defense in a slower tempo too much, but I think that they're very good. I think Brooklyn, um, I mean, we saw what Bridges could look like last year. They're only going to get better. That's a young roster. If Simmons makes any kind of resurgence, they could be a problem. Toronto has Podal for an entire season, they could be a problem. I mean, I'm not expecting big things out of Toronto. Um, they do lack perimeter shooting, but let's face it. I mean, they're a good team. Philadelphia still has Embiid. Um, whatever they get for Harden could be a blessing in disguise. I don't. I think Harden's a uh, washed. Personally, um, I don't think he brings you anything on the defensive side of the ball, and he takes far too long to make up his mind when he wants to shoot. I think Atlanta has good spacing this year. Um, they have a great coach in Quinn Snyder. We saw what he could do at the end of the year last year. They get a full year of him. Um, yeah, I think that the East is definitely the lesser of the two conferences. Um, any injury to Milwaukee could be dire and that could be wide open. Um, and let's face it, Porzingis isn't exactly a wealth of health. Um, he gets hurt and misses half of a season too often to count on him. And we haven't even discussed probably the third best team, which is Cleveland. Um, I mean, Mitchell's a real problem. It seems like they have two tremendous bigs on defense and Allen and Mobley. Um, they added Strus. I mean, they could be very, very difficult. The only team that I don't like is the team that made the finals last year, is Miami, um, just because I think that they're a little bit older and they lost Vincent and Strus, which is pretty bad for them. But yeah, I mean, the East is fairly wide open.
2: Yeah. So it's interesting that you said Toronto because they're a team that I kind of expected. Like I feel like they're gonna they're gonna blow it up at some point. So that kind of shocked me. Um, I definitely agree with you on Cleveland. Um, you know, Bill always says that the worst kept secret is that Donovan Mitchell wants to be traded. But when I look at this team, I see a team that, you know, they could really be dominant. I like the fact that they added Struce. I like the fact that they added Niang. They finally got some shooting in there. Now, the only thing that brings me pause about them is the fact that, you know, Donovan Mitchell may want to be traded and JB Bickerstaff. But other than that, I, I really like what I see from them. So I actually I, I think they're they have a good chance of winning that division. Now let's move on to the West because When you look at the Western Conference, there's a lot of people who like the Lakers. Um, What's your thoughts on the Lakers this year?
0: Yeah, I mean, (laughs) I just think people are putting a lot, a lot of stock into Austin Reeves. Um, I mean, if he is, you know, playoff Austin Reeves from last year, that's great. He still doesn't give you a ton of defense. He gives you a lot of scoring. Um, AD is going to have to stay healthy. LeBron is pushing 40 uh hachimura is great but can't stay on the court for whatever reason uh, he gives you two inconsistent of minutes um i mean i don't like the fact that they're starting tory and prince um game one and uh, d'angelo russell does absolutely nothing for me uh personally so uh, i would say that they're probably a 43 to 46 win team um that's if things go well they're going to be great in the playoffs. Um, they're built for the playoffs. They're not really built for the regular season. They don't really care about seeding, which is fine. Um, they probably shouldn't um, when they have as many veteran players and the kind of accolades that they have. Uh, I mean, it's hard to doubt a team led by LeBron and Anthony Davis if they stay healthy, right? But at the same yeah. time. What are your realistic expectations for this team? They're not going to go out and win fifty games and try for a one seed. That doesn't make health. That doesn't make uh, any sense from a health standpoint. Um I would probably say they're a forty three to forty six win team. Uh, try to avoid the play and get the six or the set, uh, the six, the five or the six seed, and uh, take it from there. Their health is gonna be absolutely the tail of the season, though. They have to stay healthy because they just have a really, really old squad and and a bench that doesn't make a lot of sense to play a ton of minutes uh, in in difficult postseason games. So regular season, probably not looking to back them, probably looking to fade them. Postseason, different story. We'll see where we're at health-wise then.
2: I I love that you say that because, you know, a lot of people are picking this Lakers team to go over their win total. So you would probably go under. Um, Now, I want to ask you about the Nuggets because, they got – I mean, obviously, you lose Bruce Brown. Obviously, you, you, you lose some of that, that veteran experience. And now you have to depend on younger guys. Um, is this a team that you can see repeating? Or, um, I mean, we haven't had too many repeat champions lately. So what's your thoughts on that?
0: I mean, I don't know if they repeat. Um, that's a tough, tall task. I mean, Jeff Green was a pretty dynamic player, too, that people forget about because he was all defense. Uh, If he needed a defensive stop, he could play the four or the five. Uh, He was an older veteran guy who taught a lot of things to the younger guys. I really like Denver. You can't tell me that there's probably not a better starting five in the NBA. Um, Very difficult team to bet against at home. Their home court court advantage because the altitude is just massive. Um, That being said, they were really, really extremely healthy last year. I don't know if you can expect that two years in a row. Michael Porter Jr. has probably the worst back in all of the NBA. Jamal Murray is an injury prone as well. Um, There's another team that does not have a lot of depth. They're going to have to lean on young guys that are rookies and second year players. Christian Brown is a tremendous player. He's going to have to elevate his game this year with the more minutes that he's probably going to receive. I also don't like the fact that DeAndre Jordan is still Jokic's backup um it just bothers me that they didn't go out and get somebody more competent um i just feel like he doesn't give you anything um when he's in the game so you know if jokic has to sit 12 minutes a game 10 minutes a game those are pretty lost minutes for the nuggets um is it it's almost impossible for me to con- like convince myself that like playing an under on a regular season win total is a good idea though because jokic plays 82 games a-, a year if he if you know if they need him to Um, He rarely takes a night off. So um, I like him. I don't think that they'll repeat just based on the fact that they're not a veteran squad. Jokic playing that many games last year, there's going to be a little bit of a hangover. They're going to need perfect health. And, um, uh, you know, that's very hard to predict in the NBA for sure. If they come into the playoffs as a one seed and home court advantage, then forget everything I just said. Because, you know, I mean, mm. that, like I just said, humongous on court advantage, probably the most dynamic player in the NBA. Um, I just feel like the regular season is gonna be a slog at some point for him.
2: Jump into the NBA action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers get three months of NBA league pass courtesy of FanDuel Sportsbook when they place a $5 bet on the NBA. Me personally, I like the Minnesota Timberwolves over 44 and a half wins. Carl Anthony Towns only played 29 games last year and they still did their thing. So I expect them to go over that win total this year. That way you can watch all of the action as you bet on everything from point spreads to player props. Best of all, you get paid your winnings instantly. And I mean instantly. So don't miss your chance to get $200 in bonus bets plus 3 months of NBA League Pass. Just visit fanduel.com/gamblers and tip off the NBA season right. FanDuel official FanDuel official partner of the NBA. Must be 21 and up and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire 7 days after receipt. All customer offer. $5 wager required. Limit one pass per customer across both offers. Restrictions apply. Void where prohibited. See full terms for both offers at fanduel.com sportsbook. NBA League pass. Local blackout restrictions apply.
1: This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles And your car, Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on Cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. So I like that you mentioned home court advantage because last year I
2: thought we saw an interesting trend. Um, only seven teams were winning records on the road last season. The Bucks, the Celtics, the Sixers, the Kings, the Knicks, the Nets, and the Clippers with only six teams with a positive point differential in the row last season, the Sixers, the Celtics, the Cavs, the Kings, the Knicks, and the Bucks. Do you feel like that was like kind of a blip or that's just something that we should look for going forward? Because we all know in all sports over the last five years or so, home court advantage has been, you know, disappearing. So is that just, a you know, a blip in, 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 in what we saw or is that we expect that to continue?
0: Yeah. No, I mean, that's history repeating itself. Uh, Around 2014-15 home teams were just always a bet on automatically. And then we kind of lost that. Uh, I think that players acclimated a little bit better than the travel. Obviously, you know, you can't go back to the 80s or 90s when players were riding on buses from, you know, small short stints and stuff like that. (laughs) Now players are pampered pretty well. They get in the arena the day before. Um, also, I think there was a little bit of a COVID hangover where teams weren't used to traveling that much uh, the last two years. I, it's hard to say um, if you see this happening, then you have to adjust your home court advantage up. Um, you can't just be stagnant like you know many people were last year. Um, but at the same time, I'm always cautious of trends like that. Um, usually, they don't last and they're not sustainable. So once again, pay attention, um, keep good records on, you know, home court advantages and what matters and what doesn't. Um, Also, I don't think, I know that we had a pretty big home differential last year, but I think ATS wise, home teams probably are around 500 or maybe 515. So it, it wasn't a humongous betting disparity, but yeah, I mean... There are home teams that every single year for whatever reason just really really dominate. And I'm not going to tell you who they are, but you can figure that out on your own. But it's, you know, I mean, if you're paying attention every single from week to week basis, you're going to have to adjust to your home court advantage on some of those teams for sure.
2: So, so, moving along, I mean, while we're on the topic of just these home teams, you look at the Golden State Warriors. They open up tonight at home against the Phoenix Suns. And if you look at last year, they have probably perhaps one of the biggest home road splits that we've ever seen. Um, I think you actually have a bet on this game right now. The Golden State Warriors, they're three-point favorites against the Phoenix Suns, over under 233. It looks like Bradley Bill won't play. What's your thoughts on this game?
0: Yeah, I, I'm a little lost on it, to be quite honest with you. I don't understand what's happening in Phoenix. I watched every preseason game as I do bet preseason and Phoenix never had any reports of these injuries. Now we have Booker 50-50 to play, Beals out. Um, That is a mitigated disaster in Phoenix if that's how the season is starting. They don't have the depth for this. You're going to have a lot of Eric Gordon uh, playing minutes that he probably wasn't expecting to play. Um, they don't have the guards, um, for these type of situations. I mean, if there's no Booker tonight, that is a huge red flag to me. I'm almost willing to say that it's, I mean, I already bet the regular season win total under, but I mean, I think I might add to it. I don't think that I suspected these kind of injuries right from the jump. Beal never gives you 50 games a season, even when he's healthy, it feels like. Um, I thought that that was a really, really weird signing too, to be quite honest with you. I understand you have to get rid of Chris Paul and you have some free cap space. Brad B Beal doesn't pass. He's more of an ISO player. So I don't know how that meshes with the other two guys. And I just feel like they could have done a lot better adding more rotational guys in their mix. Um, all in all, I'm not a big Phoenix believer. I played a little bit of golden state. It was a very tiny bet. It's not something I have a huge conviction. It's just a pure numbers play. Um, you know, I mean, if I have no bill, that's probably worth one and a half. If I have a booker, that's, you know, if I have a booker, that's out, that's worth a crazy amount. Um, if he's banged up, it's probably worth another one and a half. So I, I took a little two and a half. Um, it's not anything that I'm going to live and die by, or probably even watch the, oh watch the game. Just probably not live. I tape every single game and then watch the middle of the night. I don't like to watch live. It gets my nerves up too much.
2: So if you were to, uh, for people listening to this, this line is now three. I'm pretty sure there's some three and a halfs in the market. Where would you play this up to? I know you got two and a half. Would you play this up to three? Would you play this up to four? Um, I mean, obviously we don't know if Devin Booker is out, but we do know Bradley Bill is out. We also know that Draymond Green is out. And that is a significant injury for the Warriors, but I don't see the Suns as being this team who's going to just dominate them inside. And we know, you know, last year, Without Draymond Green, the Warriors had a defensive rating of 118. With them, they had a, a defensive rating of 114. But there's a little bit of sampling bias in there because when you look at the Warriors' defensive rating at home with Draymond Green, it was 110. But without him, in those two games at home, they, they had a defensive rating of 105, and they were actually 2-0 at home. So it just feels like the Warriors' defense shows up at home. And I really like what I saw from Chris Paul. Um during the the preseason, it just seems like he's been getting Clay to his spots, getting the Steph Curry to his spots. So, where would you play this number up to?
0: Uh, I mean, if we find out that Beal's not playing, I would be comfortable laying four and a half. Um, if you he mean, is you, playing, you mean Booker? That, you mean? <laughs> I'm sorry, Booker. Yeah, if Booker. If we if, if news comes out that Booker's not playing, turn on your injury alerts, whatever. Um, I would probably lay four, four and a half the second that news hits the screen. Um, If he is playing, then I'm pretty okay with the two and a half. I definitely would not go crazy um, and buy back on one and a half or two. Uh, I'm not convinced that this Golden State team is that great, to be quite honest with you. I also agree that green is a substantial injury. People overlook everything that he does. It's not just defense. He rebounds well. He passes well. He's kind of the vocal leader, um, as annoying he, as he can be, but I mean, he's kind of the gel for this team. Without him, it's it's not great. So, it's like I said, it's a smaller bet for me. Um, I'll probably add to it. Obviously, I'm going to be laying three and a half four the second the Booker news comes out. Like I said, if Booker plays, uh, I'm fine with the two and a half uh, because he is, you know, obviously he's not at a hundred percent. But I'm not going to jump back in line at one and a half because I have a bunch of conviction that Golden State is the team. I also disagree slightly on the fact that I don't think that Chris Paul is a very good fit for this team, um, only because they play the best basketball when they go fast and play super high tempo, and he slows things down to a crawl. And I think that that hurts this offense in a major way because Steph is so good at getting to his spots before players are set. He likes to run a lot of pick and roll and he likes to be very, very slow and methodical with what he's doing. So I think that that hurts their offense. He does bring more defense to him. Um, I don't know. Overall, I'm sure Kerr has a game plan for him. That's not what we saw in Phoenix, but I just didn't really understand the fit there. I feel like they have more than enough capable guards. Um, And I, I mean, as much as I didn't think Jordan Poole was a good fit there, I thought he was a good fit for the offense, just that kind of player.
2: That makes sense. So how do you see that impact in the total? Because this totals come down from 235 to 233 and um, a half. Because I don't expect the Suns to have too much of a good defense. And I know that the Warriors are going to play a little bit faster, but Chris Paul does slow things down. So do you see this as more of an underplay or, you know, an overplay or just a pass?
0: I mean the number went crazy yesterday off of the Draymond news. It got up to 235 and a half and then it came back down this morning off of the Beal news which was correct and now everything's just at a standstill waiting for Booker. Um, I think if Booker plays then it probably settles in around 234 and a half, 235. Um, if he doesn't then you know it's probably going to drop to 229, 230 somewhere in there. Um mm-hmm. Not really sure. Um, with the new coach, uh, Vogel, who I know very, very well, he's more of a defensive minded guy, but they got rid of a defensive minded guy because he was too defensive minded. So I do feel that they are going to have to play faster this year. That's obviously in the mix somewhere. Um, yeah, overall, I'm on the sidelines for both these games on totals, which is a hundred percent not like me. I prefer to play totals over sides.
2: Yeah. I don't have anything on the other game either. Um, I know a lot of people, um, they're probably looking for advice on this Nuggets-Lakers game. I'm pretty sure the public will be all over the Lakers. Um, I'm not a big trends guy, but teams are ranked night last 10 years, nine and one straight up, seven and three against the spread. You mentioned the Denver Nuggets, their home court advantage. I think that looms large here. I mean, both of these teams brought in a lot of new guys. So I actually want to just watch this game as opposed to just, you know, making a bet on it. Now I I have two plays for tomorrow. Um, and you can tell me what you think about them, and then I would love to hear if you have any plays that you want to give out. I know you, you're you super sharp. You don't want to give away a lot of your edges, but if you have anything, we'd appreciate it. But um, So I gave out the Minnesota Timberwolves plus one. It's now up to minus one and a half. I still like them at one and a half, not as much, but I, I think they win this game against the Toronto Raptors. I'm not really high on the Raptors. My second play is I like the under 221 in the Miami Heat versus the Detroit Pistons game. Um, one of the reasons why I like that is when you look at these two teams last year, Miami Heat was 29th in pace, 26th in offensive length of possession, 29th in defensive length of possession. You look at the the Pistons, 14th in pace, and they also were 28th in offensive rating. I don't expect this Heat team to, you know, really run out and hide offensively. So I like the under 221, and I like the the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, So what's your thoughts on those, and do you have any plays for tomorrow?
0: Yeah, no, I agree with your play in the Pistons game. Um, I'm not one to give out NBA plays publicly very often, but I agree with you. There's a couple talking points there that are really good on Detroit as well. Is that Williams came in and said immediately that he was going to make the defense big better. Um, They have two bigs um, in Bagley and Wiseman that don't score well, are definitely good rebounders, uh, pretty decent rim protectors. They got uh, I think his name's Officer Thompson, who's a rookie pretty good on defense from what I understand doesn't shoot the ball overly well uh more of a facilitator um I mean the entire Detroit roster is built for defense and kind of playing inside ball they and not only that they're missing Bogdanovich which is their only really serious perimeter shooter from three um I think that's a very very good play I think it's very strong um as far as what I can give you let me see I i think i can give this that's fine okay so i am going to play um i think i'm down here so yeah i I can tell you i'm going to play uh san antonio over 227 and a half um i know that wemby is a humongous defensive force um you know i know he's going to get his four blocks a game but nobody on san antonio rates well defensively i also think that dallas um, has Irving. I don't know if we're going to have Doncic, but obviously the pace is going to be much, much higher than it was last year when they tried to play so many bigs. Um, they have a center that does absolutely nothing on offense, so he's not going to be much of a factor offensively. He's more of a defensive guy. Um, I just can't, you know, this total last year was around 237. I don't think that Wemby makes a nine point difference. Um, I'm kind of hoping Doncic doesn't play, which sounds weird when you talk about an over, but Doncic slows the ball down massively compared to Kyrie when he brings the ball up the court. Um, overall, I think it's a pretty solid play.
2: That is a great play. And I, I, I totally agree with your assess- assessment on Doncic because he does slow the ball ball down. It's like him and James Harden are very similar to me. So um, yeah. I, I kind of handicap those guys the same um, outside of the playoffs where, you know, Luka kind of raises his game and, heart and pulls a disappearing act. So um, is there anything else you want to tell the people like any closing thoughts, any win totals, anything that you would love to give people before we get up out of here?
0: Yeah, sure. Uh, let me give you a win total that I like. Um, let's see here. Uh, I think I mentioned it before, but I don't like Miami this year. Um, I thought the loss of the two stars was pretty detrimental to what they're going to try to do this year and i also think you have an aging kevin love you have a kyle lowry that's going to be pushed into action far more than he, his body is probably prepared to uh you have an aging butler um very little depth they're at cap so they can't trade any they can't sign anybody um they can't really trade for anybody they found out that hero is not an asset that people are looking forward to so i like the under at regular season win total there at 47 and a half um, i think there's a ton of value on that still um, I think that's a pretty good one. As far as futures, I, in the same division, I think that I've said it uh, elsewhere, but I think that Atlanta plus 210 to win that division is pretty good. I like the Pacers over 38.5 on regular season win totals. I think the Carlisle's pretty much a genius. I think that they have a tremendous core. I like the top in signing. Um, the only thing that I don't like about them is, is that, unfortunately, they're probably going to try and move Buddy Heald, and he's one of my favorite players just because he gives you such solid three-point shooting, and he can play multiple positions on defense. Even if it's not great defense, it still gives you a body on both sides of the court. He's a pretty good two-way player. Nonetheless, I can't get close to this number. Um, I project the Bulls pretty, being pretty bad. I see the Bucks as being shaky, at, you know, to start the season. Um, so I think the Pacers over and Miami under are probably my two strongest RSWs. I love those,
2: and I I love the fact that you you like the Hawks to win that division because I like the Hawks win total over. I love Quinn Snyder. Uh, I think a lot of sharps are going to agree with you on the Indiana Pacers. I mean, they were twenty eight and twenty eight with Tyrese um Halliburton in the lineup, seven and nineteen without him. I mean, you add Bruce Brown, Obi Toppin, Jarris Walker. I I just I really love this Pacers team, so I think everything you gave out, like I really agree with. So um, this has been a roster, Diamond shot. I just want to thank you for coming on. Um, let the know, people know where they can find you.
0: Yeah, I'm at. Um, I, I think uh, you you join us sometimes. We're, I'm at Betting Talk, uh, Raz Discord, R A S, uh, Right Angle Sports. You can find me at Twitter at Drink Your Milkshake um, or Walls Underscore Edward. And um, I write a blog on Raz Discord that I'm pretty proud of. Feel free to check it out. And if anybody ever needs anything, feel free to DM. All
2: right, no doubt. Y'all have a good one. It's the Diamond show. We're back each and every week. Big shout out to Edward for jumping on here. He's one of the sharpest people in the market. He's actually moving a lot of these lines. So um, we appreciate him giving out what he gave us today. Y'all have a good one. Check us out, East Coast Vias, on Thursday on FanDuel TV. Check us out, the wise guys, as well. And the odds going down. Raheem Kama, a.k.a. Rob McDonough. Out. Must be 21 and up in president select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with the Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambler problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG. Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342 if you're in Arizona. If you're in Connecticut, call 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700, or visit KSGamblingHelp.com in Kansas, one 770 stop in Louisiana, visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia, or call one 800 4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit GamblingHelplineMA.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE-NEW-YORK-IN-NEW-YORK.